Okay. Uh, welcome everyone. Uh, so this is the second installation. <laughs> uh, to make an announcement right now before I forget. Uh, so we will continue. We have two more. We'll continue after May 17th, whatever that Wednesday is. Okay. And then the following Wednesday after that. And also, uh, since some of you also come to the uh, Friday night meditation, I also mentioned it here. This coming Friday will be uh, there will be uh, there won't be any more meditation until the Friday after May seventeenth. Mm -hmm. So I have to the nineteenth and the twenty first. Nineteenth and twenty first. There is a meditation this Friday. There is meditation this way. There is meditation this way. I'll confuse. Uh, okay, and then just in case I forget, tomorrow uh, Friday uh, we won't have meditation the following Friday. Okay, but this Friday we will have meditation. Okay, all right. So a uh, couple of things that I left uh, with you last time we were talking about this. Uh, some points I want to bring out again is. Uh, the desire for peace, okay. the desire for the end of war, and it, and also a connection with that, there must be a clear understanding as to what is this thing called the end of war, what is this thing called peace, and you must be you must have a clear understanding, a clear view of what this is, in order for you to have a realistic or truer appreciation or true aspiration for it. Otherwise, it will be main, remain vague and you will sometime want it, sometime not want it because you haven't made it clear to your mind as to what this thing is. There is something within you, something within us, that once in a while it pops up, it makes itself known that it, there's, a, and there's a desire for peace. There's a desire for, for, for ending of war. And this usually comes out when the opposite is so blatant, the opposite is so in your face. And, you, and what is it about the opposite that makes you not want to continue? And that also you have to examine it, you have to really look at it. What is it about this conflict? What is it about this war? What is it about this experience? What is it about this event that makes it so undesirable? You have to really look at, you have to really look at that also. And that way, when the mind fantasizes about the beauty of conflict, you will have ammunition to counter these this kinds of, of fantasies. Okay. And believe it or not, we have these fantasies and we act upon them. And we, we don't think that they're fantasies, we think that they're actual realities. We think that that's what is needed at, the, at, 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 at those moments. Okay. So, now, we're going to go into today, uh, the, the topic is supposed to be what hasn't worked and why what hasn't worked. Now, you probably, you probably might think that uh, what, I, what I'm going to be talking about as to what hasn't worked is war. Why hasn't war worked? No, that's what I'm okay. What, we, I'm what, I, what I want to talk about is those measures that we, we've, we've implemented to get peace. And why hasn't those measures worked? Okay. 
So we already discussed that last, uh, last time, that war doesn't work. I hope you are convinced. <laughs> and, uh, and a wonderful question uh, was brought up about you know, just wars. You know, there's an evil empire and if we don't uh, go out and enact war onto that evil empire, that evil empire will spread uh, uh, chaos and suffering throughout the planet if we don't stop it. And the only way to stop that, that, that evil empire or that is to inflict war. Okay. We'll, uh, we talked about that a little bit last time and we have to talk about that some, some more time because I think most of us, if not all of us, believe that there is such a thing. So perhaps there is such a thing. And in the same way that we have to, perhaps in the same way that we have to mean to ourselves what is war, what is the end of war specifically, and what is peace, so we have to define to ourselves what is this thing that we, are, we believe in that we call a just war, a war that is needed in order to get to peace. We have to be clear about that also. Okay, so to start, so clarity in nation is an important factor. For any object of aspiration, that object that you're aspiring after, it must be, there must be clarity about, ab about it. You must have a clear understanding, clear vision as to what it is. You may be deluded as to what that object is, but as soon as you reach that state of mind that, that where you feel clarity about that object, you are hiring towards it. And also for the opposite, if the object is a truly undesirable object, whether it is a fantasy or not, but as soon as your mind reaches that state called clarity about it, that it is clearly undesirable, then you don't have to fight yourself about not having, not having to aspire to it or having to uh, stop yourself from, uh, from uh, liking or have a sense of aversion for it because you have achieved that state of mind called clarity concerning that. Okay. So there is supposed to be an underlying conviction. The reason that we act in ways that are against our own superficial, I say superficial, uh, superficial aspiration, because underlying that conviction that counters it. And it is these convictions that causes us to act. Now, the very first method that doesn't work, and it's may sound like it's not even a method, is this very method, not trying. <laughs> okay? And not trying comes in many different flavors. It's outright not trying, not caring at all. And there's the other one. And it, it is the, the other one that actually is, you could say, is responsible, not completely, but at least attributing to the non-existence of peace in a place. Those who have a sense an, uh, of peace, a sense of injustice, and yet they don't do anything. Not trying. At least even in their mind, as, uh, aspiring for peace in, in, a, uh, in, a, in a deliberate way. Not just that you, know, you see something blatant uh, in, your, in your face and it's because it's ugly, it's repulsed, that sense of repulsion and you go away somewhere. I'm not talking about that kind of aspiration. That's not an aspiration, it's just an instinct. It's just a, re it's just a reaction. But what do you do afterwards? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical 
action. It has to be a deliberate action. It can also be mental. See something that, that requires uh, attention, specifically that requires justice. At least in your mind, there must be an active wish, an active aspiration for it to end. Otherwise, you're participating. You're participating in, a, in, in the existence of this thing. In Abhidhamma, uh, one of the causes of something are those other things that don't participate in causing it directly. Okay, it's a it's a it's a strange thing that uh, to, to get your mind around. Uh, it, it's almost as if uh, the, uh, uh, that uh, understanding says everything thing is responsible for its existence. So you can take this uh, to mean that you know uh, uh, you, you can uh, uh, sort of drag out of that that we are all one kind of thing. Okay, if, if you have that basis of understanding, I, I, I'm not going to uh, debate with you. Okay, so everything in the existence of any other thing that exists, that's, inter, that's the interdependence. That's why uh, some of the yogis who, who will make such absurd uh, 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 statements from, uh, from their own experience within a drop of water is the entire universe. Okay. I'm saying it's absurd because, you know, from our own experience in the drop order, you might find amoeba, you might find things like that, but you're not going to find the entire universe, okay? But it's because they're speaking of it uh, from a point of view of seeing it in interdependence. It's it, it, the interdependence of this drop of water. There is not a thing in the universe that is not somehow uh, uh, participating or attributing to the existence of this drop. A drop of water is also participating in the existence of the entire universe. Okay, so in the same, taking that as as a as a starting point, one of the first things that doesn't work is not doing anything. And you can also think about it: there's war going on somewhere in in your country, in your neighborhood, in your wherever. You, you come to know that there's war going on. And you say, oh, it doesn't concern me. They're not warring with me. I don't have to do anything. You are participating in, in, in the continuation of that war by your, lack of, by your lack of involvement, in at least in the aspiration for it to... And we, might, uh, we may even in, engage in this in this uh, not doing anything or not trying by thinking that it is the uh, uh, we convince ourselves somehow that is it a spiritual thing to do I'm spiritual I'm not supposed to get involved with with this kind of things so uh, not even uh, uh, give it a, give it a second thought I'm, I'm being spiritual okay. another aspect of not trying is especially Unfortunately, when you come to knowledge, spiritual knowledge, and you understand some aspect of what is peace, and you have some understanding of what is necessary for peace to, 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 to take place, and you try it for some time, and you get discouraged, or you try it a little bit, you let it go, 
and you try it again, let it go. And I'm talking about actively uh, uh, patient, actively doing something, at, at least with the, at the level of aspiration. Okay. This kind of not trying also is something that doesn't work. Because we have a lot of uh, history of wars going on and a lot of people not doing anything about it and bring peace. That then bring the end of war. And even those people who were not, who were, uh, not at least aspiring for peace, it didn't stop them from having war in, being, being, being brought uh, to them. And we have, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what country that we know of right now that the war going on? I cannot think of one. In the history of all those countries that we know of, I mean, right now, for example, like, uh, what was that? Is that Switzerland? They haven't had a war since 18-something. Uh, I mean, that's remarkable when you think of it. Okay? But also, uh, remarkable is that they have made themselves into an active, at least actively involved in, 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 uh, in bringing about peace. Okay? Or at least there's that institution over there. Okay. I don't know, Geneva, right? That's what it is, right? I'm not wrong with my geography, right? <laughs> Switzerland? Switzerland, right? Yeah, it's about 14. 50, wow, even earlier than that. Yeah, so, and, and uh, I think uh, uh, recently there was a, uh, some parliamentary person who even uh, said, well, we haven't, been, we haven't had a war since 14, so whatever. Let's, why are we do, what, are we, what are we doing with an army? <laughs> <laughs> and even put it on the ballot for, for the army to be abolished. There's the under thing, well, it might come that time. <laughs> okay. Now, also, uh, there's the idea of, uh, you know, when, when you go to His Holiness and you hear, his, and, you, uh, and people like His Holiness, people that with some, uh, 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 you know, weight as to they can tell you something and you can believe it. And whether, whether, whether you believe it blindly or not, but they, uh, people like, like that possess some authority in what they say. And when you hear them say certain, certain, certain phrases, you don't e we don't examine those phrases. We don't examine what they say. To, like for example, when the Zoliness keeps saying, it, uh, for the outer peace, for there to be outer peace, there must be inner peace. What does that mean anyway? And we go as, when we try to understand it, the further that we try to understand it is like, if I'm peaceful here, war is not going to come to me. Or, uh, I'll call it the, the delusion, that if, if I can somehow get to this thing called peace, even if I go right in the middle of Iraq right now, I'm not going to see any war. I'm not going to experience any war. There's not going to be anybody blowing anybody around me. I'm going to be throwing flowers at each other when I, when, I'm uh, when, I, when, I, when I when I hear about Iraq or when I'm there, okay. I'm sorry if I <laughs> shattered some uh, some convictions. <laughs> okay, that's not that's not that that's, that is not the only 
uh, the end of what I'm, uh, I'm referring to. Okay, then a, a time in this planet where you walk around, there isn't that only your country is, is uh, like uh, uh, Switzerland as an example, only your country is not engaged in constant war all the time. Where you, you're, you, you could be very safe in your country as far as war is concerned, but as soon as you step out, you have to wait. Okay. But on this entire planet, in your planet where you live, there is no war. Because somehow the citizens of the planet have, have arrived at this conviction that it's better for them. And the things that they want, that they thought war was going to give them, that's how they're actually going to get it. All right. Uh, now let's um, segue to the inner thing. Now I'm gonna, uh, of course, if Surya said it, there must be some reason for it. So let's examine that for a moment. What does that mean? That for there to be war and for there to be peace uh, uh, outside, there must be peace inside. And and immediately, what does your what what does your mind tell you? Whether you call it skeptical or, or not, what does it tell you when you hear that? And just because it's only I said it, you refuse to question it. You refuse to, to even try to have any thought that might, go, that, that might uh, uh, at least not accept it uh, at first. You think it would be sacrilegious that, that in your mind to, think, to even question it. Okay. But to put your mind at ease, <laughs> the Buddha himself said, don't accept what I say just because I said don't accept what I say just because you want to show me respect. Okay, because the Buddha is not out. He's not out for respect. He's not out. He is the reason that the Buddha, Buddha began to speak. It was out of one, uh, one motivation only. And you hear it, you, you hear it from uh, uh, from Theravadan school to Chen school to Vajrayana school, Mahayana school. They always repeat that out of compassion for the world, out of concern for the welfare of beings. So the Buddha n never s spoke, never taught anything, wanting something in return so, so that you can praise him, so that you can uh, respect him. Okay. So what he said was something that he, he was of the conviction, and as Buddhists will say, that he directly saw would benefit you. And if it, that is the nature of what he says, then it doesn't matter if you examine it to death. If it's the, what will really help you, that's what you will see. You will see that it will help you. That's why the Buddha had no fear of saying, examine, uh, uh, don't accept what I say without examining it. And also, only when you arrive at, the, at that, at that under, under, will you be really be motivated to act. As long as there is some other kind of conviction going on within you, it doesn't matter how many superficial things you stack up on top of that, you're not going to move. You're going to see yourself stagnant on the path. As a matter of fact, if you are seeing yourself that way, you're, you're questioning, I've been here for so long, why am I not, why haven't I, uh, uh, why don't I see any improvement? Why am I still lingering? Why am I still doing that? Why am I not still not motivated to do certain things that I know I should be motivated to do? It's because you haven't really tackled the underlying conviction. There is an underlying conviction working against you. You have to go at that. And the only thing that will get to it is a direct 
either is a either you directly see see but through experience where you cannot deny anything because of because you're, you're perceiving it or through some clear reasoning clearly looking at something clearly looking at it without any prejudice but uh, especially like for example desire is bad for you okay don't just accept it best because you know millions of sages look into it why what is it that they saw that made them reach that conclusion aspire to see that also so that you yourself can reach that conclusion yourself so that you can go out and and and, and say it with the lion what they call the lion roar desire is bad okay and, and when i say look at it clearly don't go at it that it's it's bad because the sages have said so or don't uh, don't uh, uh, approach it by okay it's i'm stuck to it it's motivating me to do uh things that are hurtful to me but uh it's bad and then you start examining whether whether it is bad or not you understand what i mean you begin bad and then you begin the analysis to prove to yourself that it's bad your mind is very tricky okay it's not going to take that if you're approaching something and you're saying it's going to be unbiased you have to be truly be unbiased you have to approach that with the, the possibility that you might end up maybe those all those stages were wrong you might approach it with with that kind of open-mindedness only then will you get to the truth of it okay uh, so when the Holiness says begin peace with yourself and then it will spread out to the world what does he mean by that since there's still conflict in the world, does that mean I guess His Holiness doesn't have peace yet in his mind? And all those people who have, who have either claimed it or, or who have been told that they have reached it, I guess, that, I guess that there's something wrong with that. Because we still have war in the world. So what did he mean by that? You have to really examine this. And perhaps you know, take, take clues or take cues from what other people have said, that's what it means. When I say take it as a cue, don't just you know, repeat it. Oh, that's what it is because that's what so and so has said. Really examine it. And if so and so says it with such conviction, the only reason that so and so says it with such conviction is because they have reached at clear, clearly perceiving it. And and that's what you should aspire to also. Aspire to clearly aspire to brainwash your, your, yourself good enough so that you can just go about and repeating it also that will not work okay okay uh, inner peace the only the only uh, uh, the, the the only time that well not your time but uh, one of the very few times when the Buddha or tried to give us a description that we could understand of what Nirvana is the Buddha uh, it was said true peace now what does that mean true peace what does that mean to you? True peace. And again, it's, it's something that you have to examine, something you have to dive into, okay? And not be afraid. You will, you will be, you will stumble a lot. You will hit a lot of walls many times, but keep at it. What does it mean to have true peace? Okay, let's say for example that you already accept that. <laughs> Nirvana is true peace. So maybe the opposite 
of what not the opposite, but the the those things that keep us from experiencing this thing called true peace. Maybe they are involved in what creates war, in what creates the non-existence of no war. Sorry for speaking in double negative. It's a it's a bad habit. It's a gidupas. Okay. So that 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 should give you a clue. Okay. What hasn't worked? I'm talking about really trying to uh, not forget forgetting 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 about implementing war as a method. Okay. We already proven that. But it's for peace. We already said not trying, not trying hard enough. Also, in the in the in your very implementation, what was really guiding you? You have to be clear about that. Also, is it an affliction guiding you? If it's an affliction guiding you, then the, the affliction will not cannot, by its very nature, bring you its destruction. If there is an affliction involved, it can only lead you to what afflictions give you, give results to. Further suffering. And you have to be very careful with subtle, subtle afflictions. Like you could aspire to something that seems to be noble, but... Uh, but what the, the emotion that is motivating it is envy, for example. Okay? So if envy is involved, you're not going to get... You're going to get something that envy brings the result, uh, that, that envy can be a, a, a cause for, further suffering. So when you're implementing whatever you're implementing, so make sure that your motivation is clear. Make sure that you're not uh, stained by afflictions. Stained by, uh, uh, I don't know who coined that phrase, but uh, destructive emotions. Okay. Negative emotions. Uh, in Yabidama, they, 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 talk, they classify the different stages of in mind, you know, wholesome, unwholesome. So you have like 51 altogether. Okay. And uh, there are a lot of them that are not included. Okay. But the reason that the 51 or the 50, depending on which, which uh, school you're referring to, it was just a guideline. And how do you yourself come to categorize those different things? So you have to, uh, you have to do your own uh, uh, like uh, encyclopedia of what emotions that you have. And, uh, become a psychologist and uh, study psychology and do experiments on yourself. Okay, I'm talking about when you're, when you're acting, when you're behaving, when you allow a negative emotion, an affliction, to be the dominant um, uh, motivating factor for your action, you are existence of war. You are stopping peace. And even like uh, United Nations, right now. Beautiful uh, concept, right? Why, why, was it, why was it created? To put an end to war, right? And yet we still have wars. 
and all and 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 who's and who's involving members of the United Nations. Okay. So what's not working within the United Nations? A failure, or what, one of the things I would say, is a failure to see what I mentioned last time, that both sides conflict truly want peace. And if you if you have if you start that way, then that will give you at least the capacity to listen to the other side. And when you hear me say the other side, don't just think of nations fighting with also think of starting with your own self fighting with yourself. And the other side I'm talking about as far as yourself is concerned, okay, don't get shocked. <laughs> when you desire something that you know is gonna destroy you. That's gonna harm you, okay, it's not gonna destroy you, it's gonna harm you. Okay? You have to listen to that other side. You have, to gi- you have to give it its, its voice. Listen to it. Why is it, why are you aspiring to this thing that is eventually going to harm you? Listen to it. Okay? Don't just, you know, uh, inflict war upon yourself that way. Okay? And then able to do that with yourself, you'll be able to do it with others. Especially when you're intimate, when you're intimate with some with a process, it makes it easier for you to at least uh, uh, apply it when it comes to another person. At least it will give you at least the ability to tolerate them for for for, for some time. Okay, you must begin that way. So you have these people there. Their purpose is to is to is to end war, and yet we keep having war. The very members of this United Nations are having are fighting with each other. Okay, is is Iraq a member of the United Nations? Oh, really? Is United States a member of the United Nations? Oh, really? Are United States and Iraq having war? What's going on? Aren't they? What what was the United Nations for? Decide where to have war, when to have war. So something is working over there. And what what's working over there? The perpetuation of war is working over there. Okay. When the United States has a grievance against another, or not, people just stop that United States. <laughs> you mean the United States? <laughs> so when a nation has a grievance against another nation, it doesn't. It it, it be, uh, if it begins, uh, uh, you can observe this yourself. If it begins from the point of view that I'm completely right, you're completely wrong, you're evil. I have and you end up shouting and yelling and not listening to the other one because you know, it, they're, they're evil. The only thing you want to hear from them is, I hear you. No, I mean, uh, I, I agree with you. You're right. Until they hear, I hear you, or you're completely right, they, they don't continue to, to perceive the other, other person as evil and it has to be stopped. And because they're not hearing completely right, so they say, well, I've tried it. I went to the organization. I told them they were wrong. They didn't, they didn't listen to me, so I have to go to war. That's, that's what keeps going on. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making it very simple, but that's what's going on. Not, both sides of, uh, are not looking at each other as, this guy wants peace, I want peace, 
and the behavior that I see from them, an attempt at trying to get peace. It, 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 the, the attempt may be completely wrong, completely messed up, but I must understand that they are trying to get to peace also. And if you really want peace, if it's, and th that's where last time I said you have to be clear about this, if you truly want peace by truly understanding it, by truly seeing it for what it is, it will guide you to be skillful. Okay? It will guide you to be skillful. If, you, if peace is what you want, perhaps you have to, to be skillful, you have to appear at least to be wrong. If that's what's going to get you your peace. I'm talking about being skillful here. And I'm also talking about, do you really want the peace? Or do you just want an excuse to have war again? Okay. If you really want peace, you will listen. No matter what is, is being said to you, no matter what, you will listen. And also, if you're the one who's yelling, you have to understand that that may not work. <laughs> okay. Maybe it may not work. Uh, how, since when the United Nations has been established? 1940, 19... <coughs> yeah, First World War II, something after that, right? 48. 48? Okay, now we're in 2010. And I'm sure you, uh, when those beautiful inc incidents happen, those newsworthy Incidents happened in the United Nations, you know, when one country is another, another country. Did the yelling work? Okay. So, and what is causing the yelling? What is behind the yelling? What is motivating the yelling? Okay. Sometimes, even though you are completely, you may be completely, uh, remember, mean uh, one particular action. It means how the, the, uh, that the action actually brings about its, the, res the desired result. That's what skillful means mean. The actual result is actually acquired. Okay. Not some fake thing, not some temporary thing, but the actual result is acquired. That's what skillful means mean. So, I'll bring it back to your home. Uh, you're having a fight with your sibling, you're having a fight with your sister, you're having a fight with your mother, or, 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 or kind of a fight, you know, a, a, a heated discussion, <laughs> you're having a disagreement, okay? You have to ask yourself, what is it that you want from this, from, why are you engaging in this, really want? And here, what you, uh, you have to uh, uh, be skillfully selfish, okay? What is it that I really want? If it's, this thing is, if this is what I really want, then I want to make sure that I get to it. So what are the things, what are the, the means of action that I have to employ so I can get this? I mean, really... Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of an actual example. Can somebody think of an actual example? Well, uh, usually it's... You have an actual concern 
right? And they're doing something that seems to be destructive, self-destructive. Okay, they're, they're uh, hanging out with the wrong crowd. Okay, that's, I guess you're thinking of parent and child now. Okay, you could be uh, your sister or your brother. Okay, so they're doing something that you have conviction that is, th- they're going to harm themselves. Sen- uh, genuinely concerned. Okay, forget about maybe you might be wrong. You might be seeing it. You might be seeing it. Uh, you might be seeing it wrong. Forget about that. That, that, that stuff. Okay. We, we, okay, we've gone beyond that. Okay, you really are you're, you're sincerely concerned, and they are really gonna harm themselves. So you've gone through this through whatever stages you have to go through to get to this point. Okay, and you start as soon as you start talking to whoever that person is, they, they might see you as attacking them. And as so, and fortunately, this is something that we do instinctually when we are being attacked, we defend. And people have different ways of defending. One way, one way of defending is to attack back. Okay? No. Nations, people. <laughs> so, if you now uh, uh, something else is being presented to you, okay? I'm concerned for this person. I want this person to be well. Okay? That's, that's one goal. And now I'm engaging. And the person is reacting in a, in, 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 in a way that they don't see my point and by not seeing my point they are presenting me with another goal what's the other goal? let's have a fight that's the other goal and then we think those two things are one is going to help each other one is actually they might, might think that they're both the same thing and you have to be skillful here, okay? Be skillful. Maybe you have to engage them in a fight. You know, uh, not necessarily you know, punching each other's uh, uh, lights out, okay? But if you're really concerned, hold that in your mind. I'm concerned about this person. I really want this person to try to see this. Maybe skillful here. Maybe you may not be able to get through them that very night. But you have to plant something that that night, that the next day, time you pick it up, that thing w- you will nourish that. Eventually, it will get. They will get. Ah, oh, I guess I was wrong. I guess you are right. Okay. So, at that moment, when the person is sort of helping them, at <coughs> the very moment you are given another uh, object to pursue. Let's have a fight. If you are skillful, that is. If what you really want is to show your concern, to, be, to address your concern, you will not pick up that other goal. Let's have a fight. Okay? So they say something, and what they say only because it will give you an upper hand in the fight. Not because it will help you get you to what you, what you, what you want to. And this, I have to tell you, can be very difficult depending on the person you're dealing with. Some people can say, can do certain things, can say certain things that they just know you like the back of their hands. They know exactly which, what to say, what to make sure that anger comes out. Okay? Don't let that be your second goal. Or don't, don't, let, don't, let, that, don't let that second goal become your primary goal. Stay focused on what you're trying to accomplish here. The reason that you encounter, the reason that you, you started uh, engaging th- this person because you are concerned, okay, and holding on to that 
will help you and it will actually give you ideas as to how to engage this person. And then you might even very wisely come to the conclusion, oh, not tonight. I'm not going to get it tonight. But I, I, I made, I opened the door. Okay? I, uh, there's room. I made some room in, in there. Okay? Because you have to consider the person's you know, karma also. They can be, okay, you're all right, okay? <laughs> they can be so deluded that they cannot see what you're talking about. Okay? So you have to help them. Stay with your compassion. Let your compassion continue to guide you. Don't be fool the, uh, the, uh, the, the display that has been given to you. Okay? And when I mention if you're really concerned about that, you will not let it go. And if you have to appear, and this is where uh, one of the interplay, okay? If you have to appear to lose, because that will skillfully help you really win, appear to lose. Let the person gloat. Maybe that's, if, if they are gloating because they have defeated you, that's actually an open, a room open and made for you. Okay? So next time, they think that they will, in, they will think, oh, it's okay to engage this person because I can defeat this person. Let me engage this person. Okay? You're being skillful. Okay, call it sneaky, whatever you want. <laughs> okay? You're being skillful. There's those of you who play chess, uh, most of the time, when you win by making it appear that you're about to lose. Right? Come on, admit it. <laughs> so in the world also, you have to be like that. Okay? You have to be skillful. And you, and, and, and you can only be skillful that way if you actually hold on to, your, to, to, to what is your true goal. Okay? Do you really want it? Do you really, really, want, really want? So, what doesn't work? Jumping, from jumping, jumping from your goal to, to, to something that is uh, something else that is being presented to you. A chance to fight, a chance to win an argument, okay? A chance to prove that you're always right, okay? And that becomes the, your goal. Okay? Don't don't pick that up. It doesn't work. Okay? And unfortunately nowadays, maybe fortunately, uh, to some degree, uh, people are too smart. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Okay? People are too smart. I'm, I'm kidding. Okay? Even if... Uh, uh, you end up giving somebody poison, okay? If you can market market it uh, perfectly, people will get people will, you know swim and people will uh, you know jump on each other <laughs> to try to get it, okay? So unfortunately, a lot of people have, have, have a skill called marketing, okay? And and that also has to be taken into consideration. Perhaps. The, 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 uh, your, the person whom you are dealing with or the group or the nation that you're dealing with are not entirely stupid. Maybe they have something, some legitimate, uh, uh, some legitimate point of view that should be taken into consideration.
And maybe you're the one who's being stubborn. Okay. Also take those things in consideration. So I guess I'm sort of telling you what doesn't work by not telling you by not directly. Being stubborn doesn't work. <laughs> Shouting, outing so, you, so, you, so you only your voice is heard doesn't work. Because I, remember what I said, everybody's smart now? Oh, he was shouting last time, that's what worked. Okay, now everybody's shouting. Now no one is hearing each other. No one can hear each other. All they can hear is themselves shouting. So that doesn't work. And unfortunately, uh, when, when I see sessions of the United Nations is when people are yelling at each other. So I'm sure many times the people are quiet. That's, that's newsworthy. <laughs> so to me, uh, when there's conflict, all I, all I hear people yelling. Why are they yelling? Because they think that yelling is what they're gonna, is what can get them what do you want to get them what they want okay even if you're wrong keep shouting okay keep shouting it, it, sometimes it works because the person that you're shouting at you know probably just want you to stop shouting and they give in <laughs> okay right. uh, uh, well I'm giving you a chance to ask questions. Kind of, I stop abruptly. <laughs> Sorry, mm -hmm. but to stop. By the time I said I would stop. <laughs> okay. Any questions? About, okay. You mentioned something about, um, about inner peace creating outer peace. You know, with the Dalai Lama said, touched on what it isn't, what he didn't mean. <coughs> I guess you touched on what, it, what he did mean a bit, but one of the things you said he didn't mean was that, you know, generating this state of inner peace would, could somehow eventually create a result where you're in Iraq and there's people throwing flowers at you, know, for example. Uh -huh. And it's probably a misunderstanding of, of Buddhism, but it seems like in you know, higher schools kind of teach you that that is. The way enlightenment goes, or, or something like that. Mm. And you, since you're projecting the world, that you you will stop projecting this war. Mm -hmm. um, were you refuting that, or? Yeah, I'm refuting that. You're, you're, <laughs> you're saying that the, that the world doesn't exist that way. I'm saying that. It's a good thing I'm disagreeing now. Right, it's, it's time to end. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I'm glad you bring that up. I, I think a lot of us uh, who have some uh, familiar poverty have that as the understanding. Okay. That's the understanding. So, if the Buddha, just to throw a question at your question, if the Buddha were to go into Iraq right now, you would not see soldiers fighting fighting each other. Who is Buddha? My Buddha? No. No, not Buddha. You Buddha? Who is Buddha? Shakyamuni. Self-existent Buddha. Oh, <laughs> the only Buddha Shakyamuni is a self-existent Buddha. No. I mean, I suppose I don't know this Buddha, but anybody who would go to Iraq, the way I see it, anybody who would go to Iraq right now would see fighting. Okay. Anybody. Yeah. Okay. Including All right. The Including the Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he wouldn't go there, and then he, he wouldn't say, "What is this? What are people talking about?" Well, I see, you know, angels throwing flowers at each other. 
So you're shooting it also. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that, that isn't the world that, that, I'm, that we are projecting. Mm -hmm. We are projecting a world. Yeah, maybe when they say projecting it, maybe they have a different mm -hmm. a different meaning behind that. Just kind of weigh in on this, mm -hmm. or, or respond to my, my own feelings about it. Is mm -hmm. If that were true, if when we have perfect peace within ourselves, if everything else was were perceived as being perfectly peaceful, then every other being would be perceived as being having perfectly pacified themselves, then every Buddha would have nothing to do. Right. Because the, the goal of Buddhism, the goal of becoming a Buddha, is, is, is operating and seeking to eradicate that, um, developing the ability to, to then help those beings, and, and, and gathering those beings around you that you wish to help. The, the, the retinue aspect. Yeah. So that would mean as soon as one Buddha, one being achieved Buddhahood, War ended. Mm -hmm. Suffering ended. And that do they need war? No. They need suffering beings. They need suffering. Yes, because they teach suffering. What is it to? What, what, what was it to perpetuate their Buddhahood? Or what, what was that last yeah. part of it? They need suffering in some kind. To perpetuate their Buddhahood. To teach. Uh, he's talking about like you know to continue to exist as a Buddha. If there are no suffering beings, there will there will be an end to those who are called Buddhas. That's what he's that's what he's implying. I would agree. Would agree? And to what because point? a Buddha is defined as a being which has conquered all suffering and which teaches others to do so. Teach to do so, then they may be a very blissful being, but they're not Buddha. No, they are Buddha. Well, they're, well then they're a Buddha that's not teaching at that, at that time. There are Buddha that is not visiting a realm and teaching that realm at that time. Yeah. And, and maybe they will seek other realms to, to teach him. <laughs> <laughs> no job here. <laughs> <laughs> An unemployed Buddha. Hands <laughs> <laughs> are tough. No more suffering me. <laughs> <laughs> So they, they, that's correct. <laughs> no, it's not correct. <laughs> 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 to confuse things a bit more, <laughs> I like confusing things. <laughs> uh, when a being becomes a Buddha, by the very process of that being, by the very fact of that, that being begins the process whereby the entire universe will become a Buddha. Okay. Begins the process. When a being <laughs> achieves Buddhahood, by the very fact of achieving that, that being begins the process where every being will achieve Buddhahood. To answer the question, when you achieve peace within, eventually you will have peace outside. It doesn't mean that as soon as you achieve peace and you go outside and, and, and people in Iraq stop fighting. Okay. There's, a, there's a meditation actually that is talked about most mainly in the, in the, in, uh, as a, it's a meditation art for Hinayana Arhats. Okay. Where in order to, uh, where they, they know they're going in, into town, 
So they enter into a meditation so that once they are in that town, they will affect the people in such a way that the people will be peaceful. Okay. Now, it's not a meditation that, uh, that they can hold on forever because the, the obvious question, if it was, uh, why didn't so-and-so do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's a meditation that you can... Be, that you can do. Uh, the reason I'm saying this is, remember that drop of water? Uh, how uh, the entire universe is in, involved and in, uh, how that drop of water is connected. So your peace is connected thing. Okay. And then it will it has an effect on all things, whether they are uh, aware of it or not. It has an effect on them. Now, uh, the, the the only concern with saying this, ah. Uh, there was a Buddha out of peace. Okay. Of course, that, 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 that would be like uh, the first thing that doesn't work. <laughs> Not doing anything. Okay. And uh, the, uh, the aspiration or the whole or the, the, the uh, faith of Mahayana, <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are, eventually you're going to be a Buddha. Even if you are fighting against it, eventually you're going to be a Buddha. It's just time, a few eons maybe, but you're going to be a Buddha, whether you like it or not. <laughs> okay. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, you're going to be wearing red robe in your head. Okay. It just means that uh, whatever whatever Buddhahood is, that it can be universally accepted, you will you will achieve it that peace that you're aspiring after, you will get it. Okay. Yes? Okay, so maybe inverting the question, or I don't know if it's the same question, can you find peace, or find peace in yourself, can you find peace outside? Ah, that's a very good question. If you don't, if you don't have peace in yourself, are you, n- not necessarily that you have, there's war in, in you, they're just not peace. <laughs> okay. Can you can that person find peace outside? Do you you don't have any examples that says yes or no? Hina Ahat. She said she said not Yeah, not having peace inside. But can you find peace outside of you? <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good one, right there. But, but I would say that they, they would find people arguing with something. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Even the, you talk about the, uh, no, like Nirvana, peace. No, he's not talking about Nirvana peace. He's talking about like. Switzerland peace, <laughs> right? I hope so that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I can't even grasp complete absolute peace, but mm. a certain reasonable amount. Yeah, like the one that in Switzerland kind of yeah, peace. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have like conflicting things going on inside, but mm. then you know deep inside that mm. you want to have peace. Mm. So even if you have conflicting things, that's you're gonna go well. I know that I'm being conflicted right now, but I'm gonna go over there because I know it's peaceful and it brings me in a better, like it brings me level. Mm-hmm. So you feel a little more level. 
maybe that's what you follow inside because you know there's a lot of voices inside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of issues that sometimes in my head. If you want to be calm, you know where to take yourself that will bring you a little bit more calm, even if you don't want to deal yet with that whatever issue until you're ready to deal with that issue. You know what I mean? So that might be a way of like, I think that that might be you know inside you kind of like. Yeah, that is, it does. I don't bring it. So it is from inside, I think, that you embrace it. Not that you, I think you're referring to peace inside and peace outside. I'm just thinking, I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't know to me. Like, sometimes when, when if he says, can you find peace outside? While you have, don't have peace inside. If you don't have peace inside. But yeah. I think that. It's possible? I think it might be a question for you along that, 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 that line. If that person is completely, uh, it's complete chaos within that person, if you put that person in a very, what seems to be a peaceful place, would that person be able to perceive the peace mm -hmm. in the place? Would that person be able to say, oh, look at the peace outside, I wish I had some of it. So you're thinking that uh, you're putting the condition. If there is an, an aspiration for peace right. within that chaos, that then peace will not be perceived. Right. Mm -hmm. It seems like two people can exist in a similar environment and interpret it completely differently. Is that? But we're only talking here about what's appearing in the mind of the, of the, of the one person. There's this one person, right. they're not perceiving peace within their own mind, Something arises in their mind that, that appears to be an outside object, and it looks peaceful. And if there is a connection, if there's, a, if there's an aspiration to have that peace, and they see something that appears peaceful, it's connecting with within their own mind that, oh, this is the kind of thing that I want. Therefore, that aspiration already existed in their mind. Something is appearing to them that seems to fulfill it. And so is it really, that's where the, is it really outside or inside comes in. Whatever is appearing is still appearing in their mind. 
right? It's, it's mm-hmm. how they're experiencing whatever a peaceful being like the Hunsak is appearing. We're experiencing comes from an aspiration in our mind to, to, to be here and to try to experience greater peace within and without. I missed the first class. What is peace? Is that merely the absence of multiple afflictions and the results it gives, or is it actually something more? Um, it includes that. It includes that also. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, we were heading more towards uh, uh, the realm of philosophy. When, in order to try to deal with with, 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 with the question, okay. Not a peace. There has to be a little peace in you. Can you have turmoil with? It? Can you have turmoil and see peace outside? Okay. Relatively speaking, yeah. Somebody who's crazy, who's completely uh, uh, chaotic, you, put him, uh, you can put him in, uh, in one room all by himself. Okay, there's, mm-hmm. there's no one fighting them and there's, no, uh, there's, uh, there's peace in that room. So we can relatively uh, per- perceive something like that. Okay. Is that person having some sort of a, uh, a, a subjectively speaking, what is, the, what is going on in the mind of the person? That is, uh, you know, philosophy. <laughs> Can someone be in a at, at an, in a peaceful time and then they're completely tormented? Yeah, we can think of that. Yeah. And I, I did that uh, uh, for if the philosophizing doesn't help you deal with what you're dealing with directly. It's of no, it's of no use to you. Mm-hmm. That's why the Buddha refused to call himself a philosopher. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was giving practical things to understand them. We have all these philosophies <laughs> because they were so deep. But but the purpose of it, that can also be like a, a distraction from what what started you from, from what started you off in the first place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we have to end here. <laughs> uh, for the uh, have to rush home. Okay. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> something to add to your, not something else to add to what, you, what you're uh, pointing out, bringing out. So I would ask a question. I don't know if you want to answer it now or maybe you'll save it for when you see each other next time. How would it be then that there would be a higher world? So like answering the question of the entire s- series, but, but it, 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 it's in the question that you ask. Or the 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 the, question, the the topic you were addressing.
Isn't the question, how would it look? No. What could it be? How would it? How would we as peace, as not just peace inside, but peace outside? Okay. Not the kind where you know there's people fighting, you walk in and you have something, see something else. How else? Oh, how could it be? Yeah. Peace outside. Uh, I'll have to think about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>